Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us. And always great to go to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line when Travis Ford, the head coach at St. Louis University, is on the other end. Coach, good morning. How are you doing? Doing great, guys. I appreciate uh, you guys having me on. Thank you. Hope everybody's doing well. Everybody's doing well, and we always enjoy talking to you. All right, there's a perception that that I have right now that all that the Billikens can do is sit back and wait for Selection Sunday. We know that uh, you at least had the thought of getting another game before Selection Sunday. Where does that stand? Do you have a chance of getting one? Well, it's interesting, Randy. It really is. Um, Right now, it doesn't look good, but you know, what we've done, and I'm sure we're going to get into, you know, why we think we should be in, but we have been looking for a game. We've been actively on the phone since Sunday, but we've also been trying to take uh, advice from a lot of people who we think know uh, what they're talking about, who do we need to play or whether we need to play. And it's, it's kind of a game of risk versus reward a little bit. Um, and right now we've, we've had a couple teams, we've reached out to actually several teams and pretty much all of them, but one or two, um, said, no, they didn't want to play, uh, us. We had one that we thought would be the perfect candidates. We thought they might need it too, but they didn't have any more non-conference games left. You're only allowed to play nine non-conference games this year. We played eight because our Evansville game got canceled the day of the game. Uh, but this other team um, had already played their nine games, but uh, they wanted to play. So with all that said, it, it's not looking good that we're probably going to play a game. And a lot of people we're talking to probably have, li- have have leaned on the side of we probably don't need to play a game. I would also think they're looking at risk versus reward as well and probably don't want to play you guys. <laughs> well, I you know, I, I've used that a little bit in my argument of, why I think, you know, trying to state our case uh, of why I think we should be in is, you know, if it comes down to three to four teams, we all look alike or whatever it is as far as our numbers and things like that, who who would the coaches meet and everybody, who would they say, well, they, that's probably the team no one wants to play. To me, that says a lot. And I think we would, I think we would be that type team that people would say, you don't want to see that team. But you even go further, deeper into it, you know, we're seven and one, and we go on a 23 day heading into conference play, 23 days with no practice, none. 11 players test positive. So I have equated it, guys. I've equated it to 
every year, you guys would agree to this, you hear the committee and different people talk about, well, so-and-so team, they got in. Even though they lost two or three games, they had their best player hurt. So we're not going to kind of count those games or whatever. Well, we more, more or less had 11 players who were sick. And our only two bad lo- our only bad losses were two games, and they're called quad threes. The only bad losses we had were the two games straight out of COVID. After being off 23 days, 34 days in between games, and only having four days to practice. That's our only bad losses. So if you just take out one of those, we're for sure in. But even both those, uh, I think you got to take in consideration as well as since that point we've won seven of our last ten games. Coach, is there anything else that you would throw into your full pitch if you could pitch yourselves to the selection committee? Yeah, that, obviously. And I think they, hopefully for sure, just, just being a different type year, take that in consideration. But we have, like I mentioned, we have won seven of our last ten games. Um, you know, a couple of those quad one victories against good teams. The team that just beat us last, St. Bonaventure, who's a really good team, they were the number one seed in the tournament. Uh, we had just beaten them about two weeks prior, 10 days to two weeks prior uh, by 11. Um, you know, so, you know, we had proven ourselves. Uh, we'd beaten LSU. We'd beaten NC State. You know, obviously these things are non-conference. Um, all of our numbers, if you take – I don't know if you guys have seen this graphic. It's kind of floating around on the uh, Twitters and things like that. If you take all the bubble teams, and there's probably about eight to ten of us, and you average all the net, you average Ken Palm, you average all these statistical sites, and you average them all together, we lead, and it's really not even close um, if you average them all together. So from that standpoint, we think we've got a great case uh, you just don't know exactly what they're going to be looking for this season. Coach, I, I look at your career so far at St. Louis University, and I, you have not had a lot of luck. How much does luck play into being a successful team year to year? Not not a program, but just year to year quality teams. Well, I, I think it, it requires a lot of it. A lot of times you hear that from everybody, you know, it always requires a little luck to get, you know, to go your way. Um, you know, I thought, uh, you know, we had a few things a year. We went to the NCAA tournament, um, you know, late in the year, we had some things go our way. Um, but last year we thought we were one of the hottest teams in the country uh, at this time. And we had all the stats and the wins to, to back that up. And then obviously COVID hit and, you know, we, we thought we had a great chance to win the tournament, but anybody, it's easy to say that, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, you always need a few things to go your way, no matter how great a team you have uh, or whatever it may be. I think anybody who's won big, whether it be in professional sports or any type of tech well, yeah, or, or business or anything, uh, you always need something, a few things to go your way that might be out of your control sometimes. Coach, hopefully we get to see Jordan Goodwin and Hassan French in the tournament. But if not, looking back, what have those two players meant to this program? Well, they've meant a lot, um, a whole lot. You know, they kind of uh, came when things weren't great here. They, You know, we were taking over a program that had kind of been struggling quite a bit. You know, the two seasons prior to us getting here, finished, you know, at the bottom of the league. And, you know, they, they kind of took a chance and 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 you know, believed in the vision, believed in the dream that we had and what we could accomplish here. Um, you know, they've been four-year starters. They've got all the 
you know, a lot of different records and things like that, but also uh, a lot of wins under their belt, a lot of wins. Um, again, their last two seasons have been different in a lot of ways. You know, I think we won 22 or 23 last year, but did not get to play in the conference tournament. And then this year has been different in the fact that it was a much shortened season for a lot of reasons, you know, an extreme limited amount of fans in shape. It's arena and things like that. Um, so I hate it for them that they didn't get to experience the, you know, a normal college career, uh, especially their senior year. But, you know, these guys have, uh, you know, kind of put our program back on the map. Like I said, led us to an NCAA tournament. Uh, we've been ranked in the top 25, the AP polls and all that. And obviously they were a big part of that. Travis, you've played with and coached NBA players. What would Jordan need to do to make an NBA roster? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I think he'll have a chance. Uh, you know, he, he's got to continue, as he knows, to continue to knock down that open shot, which he really works hard on every day, and he can do it. Uh, he's got a great-looking shot, and he's improved his three-point percentage pretty much every year. Uh, that's going to be important. Continue to just – make sure he stays in great shape, foot speed, things like that. Because, you know, at the next level, he's probably, you know, he's got to prove he can guard multiple positions, which he's done uh, for sure here, uh, you know, and, and, and find that position and say, all right, what are the one or two great things? NBA players, you make the NBA because you, you, know, you better be able to do one thing. Great. Great. All right, I'm going to be a re, I'm going to be a defender. I'm a knockdown shooter. I'm a scorer. Uh, you know, he can go in and prove that he can guard anybody. Uh, he can handle the ball at his size. He can play multiple positions for his big, strong body. Uh, I've equated him a lot to like Marcus Smart. He's just a winner. He's going to do a little bit of everything. But I think if he can just say, all right, I'm going to be, when I get in the game, I'm going to lock down my guy. If he can prove that, I think he'll give a, you know, he'll have a shot. Some of the best rebounders in history, and I look at Dennis Rodman as an example, are not the tallest or most physical guys, but they right. just appear to have that instinct to know where the ball's going to come out and the, the angle. I look at Jordan, and I granted, he's only 6'3", but he seems to have that instinct of knowing where the ball is going to be coming off the rim before it hits it. Oh, absolutely, for sure. And I, that's just uh, a God-given ability. Uh, he And you're 1,000% correct. He's got a great feel for the game, a great nose for the ball. Um, and, and that's, uh, you know, again, being, I've seen it a, a very, from very few players, but I've seen it before. And those are just things that some people have it, some people don't. And the other thing that he has, not just a feel, he's got a great feel, great neck, but he has a great desire, a great desire to go get the ball. Um, you know, and every, you know, everybody should have that put for you with that effort and the physicality. He does not, as we all know, he doesn't mind, uh, you know, getting in there and uh, getting his nose dirty a little bit. And, you know, uh, he's got a physical body. He doesn't mind the physical play whatsoever. And some people, you know, they're not all into that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Travis, a couple more quick things. Number one, we watched Rick Majerus build this program at one point. I'm a big devotee of the the way he built with uh, senior, senior, junior, sophomore, freshman. Tom Izzo's had success with that. People are actually down on Coach Cal in Kentucky right now because of the one and dones. Where where do you feel you are with your program in terms of being where you want to be in staggering your classes and and having a, a leadership group step up every year and a new group coming in every year 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I talked a lot about that before the season even started, and that's one of the things that excited me about our team and our program. You know, you know, we, we were uh, had, had great expectations, picked high in our league, and the vast majority of our players are underclassmen on our team. Um, you know, we had three seniors. One has already decided to come back in Javante Perkins, um, and, you know, uh, and four seniors and, and Josh Hightower. But, um, and then we've got some young players on our team that are, that are contributing um, and, and playing significant minutes that they'll continue to step into bigger roles uh, next season. Uh, so I like the balance of our team. Uh, but uh, what you're about to see is, good, you know, is going to change, uh, I think, uh, recruiting rosters like never ever before in college basketball if they open up the nut if you transfer you don't have to sit out Mm -hmm. uh it's going to become extremely extremely difficult to roster to manage a roster and have those incoming classes where you're building and things like that because you know uh you know i just believe we're in a society everybody wants instant success right now and if you don't get it they'll move on to somewhere else especially if it's easy to do um so you know, it's going to become even a greater challenge, but, you know, everybody's going to be on the, you know, it's going to be the same for everybody. And then final thing, Travis Ford, we appreciate your time. Will you assemble the team for selection Sunday? How will you treat Sunday when the selections are revealed? Uh, you might ask me that on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you, know, uh, you know, it's a, it, it's interesting. I have thought about it. I've talked to you guys, actually the first people I've talked to about this at all, but I've thought about it myself. Um, I'm not a big proponent, probably, unless you know you're in. I, I really probably not. Um, I think we'll start getting a better picture of where we're at starting about Saturday morning. There's got a there's a lot that's going to need to happen to us in the next starting today, as we all know, bubble teams, different teams like that. What starts happening in the next couple of days? I think we'll start uh, getting a clearer picture come Saturday, um, and then I'll make that decision. Uh, probably late Saturday, but if we're, if I don't feel like we're solid or if I don't feel like we have a really good chance, probably not, you know, um, it's always an awkward moment. Uh, mm-hmm. I think as you see them on TVs and different things, uh, you know, so, but that's a good question. I'm going to wait till Saturday, make the decision. But, you know, if we, if we do something like that, uh, you know, we're probably most likely if we don't get in the tournament, most likely in, you know, in the NIT, um, and we'll figure out what's next. I told our team a couple of the last couple of days we are we do have another game. Hopefully, I believe so. Uh, you know, we get a chance to prove ourselves uh, and, and feel better about ourselves because we don't feel good about the last game we played. Travis Ford, you're generous, generous with your time with us. We do appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, you get that call on Sunday. But hopefully, we'll uh, get to see your team at least yeah. one more time in 2021. Hey, guys, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks a lot. That is Travis Ford, head coach at St. Louis University on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. 
While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at GrifflesPlasma.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.